Welcome to Relationship and Situationships with Wendy and Michelle, where we discuss the ins and outs, ups and downs of every situationship and all that relationship. So buckle up, buttercups, because here we go. Hello, and welcome to our first episode. I'm Michelle. I'm Wendy. And we are here to talk about all sorts of relationships and situationships. So um, I am Michelle. I am a 45-year-old divorced and single mother of one teenager who is about to turn 18, which breaks my heart. I can't believe my baby's going to be 18. But I was in an abusive relationship for 20 years, and I've been on this insane new dating scene. Oh, dear God, help us all. For five years now, and I have all sorts of relationship I want to share with you. Uh, and something we should tell you, we are sisters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so we've uh, been through a lot together. I'm Wendy, and I'm 48. I am married. I got married later in life. I didn't get married till I was 42. Um, so I bring a different aspect for uh, from that angle. I don't have any kids. I do have a stepdaughter. She is 16, so we're dealing with that situation. Hmm. Um, but I understand the my niece is getting ready to turn 18, which makes me incredibly sad, too. Right? I How know. is that possible? I have so many people I work with whose kids, when I met them, because I've been on my job almost 19 years, when I met them, they were babies, and they're graduating high school and getting married and having kids, and it's... You know what I'm realizing? Since she's going to be 18, I can't use her as an excuse anymore in the dating scene. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't use the excuse of, I need to go home. My daughter needs me. Oh, uh, your daughter's an adult. Does she really need you? Uh, like just, yeah. just saying you have a 12-year-old daughter. I can't uh, stay the night because I, I got to be home with my daughter. And yeah, I'm not going to be able to use her as my escape goat. Yeah, you just get to be honest. I can't stay the night because you're hideous. <laughs> <laughs> I need or, to go home because I don't like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're cute to look at, but when you open your mouth, you make me want to scream. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just put a bag over your head, maybe? Yeah, so we, we started this podcast because we've been through a lot. <laughs> um, we have Definitely. friends who have been through a lot. I think we have almost every situation covered between us and our friends of things that can go wrong go right in relationships and dating and And you will get the opportunity to meet some of our friends i'll be coming on as special guests to talk about certain situations and things that they've been through that we haven't experienced Mm -hmm. so i think we'll be covering something everybody at some point will be like hey i've been through that i've experienced that oh i'm not the only one exactly (laughs) because we've all had some stories we got some stories for y'all hope you enjoy them because i can't wait to do an episode dating stories because we have some amazing (laughs) stories from i mean i'm still on the dating scene although i'm not currently actively dating but from your days before marriage and from now oh my gosh so i went into my marriage when i mean i didn't get married i got married at 25 years old but we were together from like 21 22 years old yeah it was pretty early so i was off of the dating scene in my early 20s and put back into a brand new dating scene at 40 years old 
Oh, dear Lord. Oh, my gosh. The apps. It, oh, my gosh. It's been a learning experience and not a good one. <laughs> no, because, I mean, if you think about it, we didn't have dating apps. There oh. were not, at 20, we were in our 20s, cell phones were just becoming a thing. Like, I had my little gold Nokia. Does anybody remember that? Loved it. You didn't take pictures with it. You barely text anything on it. It was barely online websites dating websites were barely like and if you met somebody on one of those you didn't admit it it was an embarrassing thing nobody (laughs) wanted to admit that they met their significant other online online yeah oh so like where'd you meet a bar right that's so much better that was like the standard we were drunk at a bar it was so much better than meeting online see and when i left the dating scene i was in my late 30s so i the apps still weren't a real prevalent thing yeah I was still meeting people the traditional way, you know, through friends, out at bars, or however. It is impossible to meet someone organically now. Like, even when I'm out at a bar, they won't approach. But I've come home and gotten a message on Facebook, hey, I saw you at the bar. That's just creepy. Guys, let's not do this. (laughs) This goes for men, women, anybody. Don't be like, I just stalked you at the bar and was too afraid to say hello, but I can reach out to you through on social media. That's just creepy, guys. Come on. Although although there is a creepier version. Would you like to hear the creepier version? Oh, by all means, please. Please. I was at the bar, and a, a man walked up to me and said, Hi, Michelle. And I'm looking at him, blank-faced. Hi. Uh, Do I know you? No, but I know you. Oh, that's when I exit stage left. <laughs> no, but I know you. I'm one of your followers on Facebook. Oh, he saw, I posted, this was my mistake. Ladies, please be smarter than me. I posted my location that I was checking out this new bar. It was new to me. This new bar, you know, going to see the band play. And yeah, he showed up because he lived close by. And that's how he decided to introduce himself. And that was really, that was creepy too. So And uncomfortable. There's got to be a happy in between, right? Like (laughs) You would hope so. (laughs) But see me at the bar approach say hi but maybe not hey i'm only here because i saw you on facebook like that was that was eerie yeah see and me and my husband actually met through friends so it was one of those old traditional hey would, this is my friend and we you know hit it off i would love that but all of my friends friends are married see and we went reversed because when she was married i was single forever then i got married she got divorced and so we've reversed those roles where now yeah. she's having to go through being and like and what's funny is our our friend group has kind of shifted too over yeah. the years from being mostly married and I've always felt like the token single person to now I'm like one of the few that are married. I well when I got 5 years ago when I got divorced I was the token single person. Well, no, we had one other one that was also, but now there's another one who got divorced. It was like, oh, well, I'm gathering the troops. <laughs> I'm like, come uh, to the single side. <laughs> we will unite. Yeah, there are times, you know, you think, gosh, I miss being single. And then I see some of the stuff she goes through and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm pretty good. I'm just going to stand back here and watch. <laughs> I I love being single, though. Like, I love being single and not dating. (laughs) Being single and dating, that's a whole different story. But I love being single and not, I don't have to, I get to be selfish for the first time in my life. I don't have to think, I mean, obviously I have to worry about my daughter and make sure she's taken care of and everything. But as far as like, oh, I want to go on a trip. I don't have to talk to 
you know, my husband, my boyfriend, whatever, I just get to go. I just get to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I don't have to worry about somebody else's feelings or how they're going to react to it. So I actually really, really love being single. But when I go through these cycles of, oh, I want to date, that's when it gets... Reality. Yeah. Reality check. It gets real then. Yeah, because I can say that, you know, being single for as long as I was, it was hard for me to be married and consider somebody else's feelings and not be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do this. And then then be like, well, wait a second. We had, oh, we had plans, didn't we? Oh, I have to think about you. Oh, I forgot about that. One of our major issues is closet space. I am a clothes whore and a shoe whore. I admit it. I have way too many clothes and shoes for one person. This is true. You do. But he's also a clothes whore and a shoe whore. So that does not work well. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Don't you have like three or four closets in your house? Like, because you guys have spare yes. bedrooms. We have a guest room and a, and well, in my den is one of the bedrooms. So but in that a one, closet in there. In that one is um, work attire and things that I have in there and. I had turned the other side into a wrapping paper station. It's really cool. But so I have part of the closet. <clears throat> Dork alert. But it's got, it's got overflow of some of my clothes and, and things in that one already. So where does he keep his stuff? He has part of the closet. Oh, my God. He just claims he doesn't have enough of the closet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, See I think most about- guys wouldn't matter, wouldn't care because they're not. A lot of them aren't into the clothes or into the shoes. I have the husband who has to match his shoes and his clothes and his watch. See, and now I think about that, like, when I start dating, I'm like, I don't know if I want to share my space anymore. Like, I've, I've, for five years, I've had, I have two closets in my bedroom. I have a walk-in closet and a regular closet, and I have them both. I don't want to share. (laughs) See, and I'm, it was very hard for me to go from not having to share my space. Yeah. And when you take two very different people to, first, we're both firstborns, so we like our way. Oh, Second, which I just outed myself. I'm totally older than her. But um, well, we said our ages at the beginning. Oh, we did, didn't we? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm older. But I'm when you take two people who are very different, and like me, I enjoy silence. I can get up in the morning, have a cup of coffee. Oh, it's my favorite. And sit time. in complete silence yep. and enjoy. Me too. The minute he gets up, it's nonstop noise. <laughs> he has to have a TV on. He has to have oh no music. No, no, He's no. got to have video games. He's got to do whatever. He's got to any. It, this is also where we, we, we tend to butt heads is because if I'm watching something, I focus, you know, you have to okay. get my attention because I won't hear anything that's going on around me. Yep. So if I'm watching something or listening to something, I'm not hearing him. He gets mad because I'm not paying attention, but then I get mad because he's interrupting my program and I have to, which luckily we can pause it now and rewind so I can right. get to what I missed. Back in the day, you didn't have that luxury, but, and that's where we, we tend to butt heads is that he likes that noise and constant and I don't. And so I try to get up early on a Sunday so I can coffee before he gets up because i know silence is over see that's my that is my favorite part of the day like sitting there with my coffee and just complete silence i love it so that would drive me crazy too i feel you on that one like yeah and it's so hard because if you get married young you haven't really even discovered who you are yet and now you've got this other person you're trying to discover who both people are and try to grow together which some people can do it our Mm -hmm. parents got married our mom was 19 um which would make our dad like 24 ish 23 23 yeah um, so they got married young. They were together almost 45 years when we lost our dad. So they were able to make it work. Yep. But there are just times when I'm like, I've spent so many years on my own doing my own thing. Right. It's hard to realize I have to consider somebody else. And I have to now consider a stepchild. 
you know, I went from right. childless to all of a sudden when him and I met, she was just turning three. So it was like, that's crazy. Yeah. You're like an instant mom situation, but it's also a three-year-old like, oh my gosh. Yes. And I, and you know, I'm not, I'm not a real kid person. I would have never chosen to have children. I did not choose to have children. I just don't feel like I, I he has told me I'm a great stepmom, but I'm also not in charge of her full time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week kind of thing. So I can take that break. Right. But I just, I went from being a single woman doing my own thing to instant family. And what's hilarious is I had bought a car probably four months before we met. And when I was standing there looking behind the two cars, I was looking at one, you know, uh, the the cheaper model, I guess, and then the next step up from it. And I was like, I don't know, that one looks like it should have a baby seat in the back seat. And my friend that was with me said, yeah, this other model, though, looks like it says I need my pussy petted. And I was like, I'm going with that one. Four months later, I had a baby seat in the back seat of my car. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I totally ruined that one, didn't I? (laughs) Oh, you jinxed yourself. I did. I completely jinxed myself. Totally jinxed yourself. And what's funny is I can remember growing up, Michelle said she was going to have four kids. She is one of the best moms I've ever Aww. seen, Aww. truly. Thank you. My niece is an amazing human being, and I owe that completely to my sister because we won't go into the ex. Um, but <laughs> but she has raised her to be such an independent, free-thinking person, and it's amazing. But she's always been, too, because she was the first grandchild on both sides of the family, correct? Yep. So she's always had this vocabulary that threw me. She's been an adult since she was born. Like yes, she- we, she, my mom, mom was watching her one day and she was maybe five, maybe six. And they were walking down the hall and my, my mom, mom said to her, oh, you're just so goofy today. And she said, apparently so. I had to turn around and look and go, did she just say? And my mom was like, yeah, she did. You know, one of my favorite ones, she was in, she was in the back seat in a car seat because she was little and we were, mom and I were in the front seat. We're going somewhere and we were taking our time, whatever we were doing and this little voice from the back seat, we're burning daylight. <laughs> Where did she get this stuff? Because she just picked things up and she used terminology correctly. Like she did, yeah. she'd pick up some vocabulary word and use it exactly how you were supposed to. Yep. Um, she did shame me on my music one time, though. I had her. She was in her car seat in the back seat, and I'm like, "Oh, I love this song." And it was an '80s song. I'm an '80s girl. Love the '80s music. And she went, oh, "Auntie, that song is lame." I was like. My niece just shame me on my music. <laughs> you know, she also shamed Melissa, a friend of ours, on her clothing <laughs> because we were visiting them, and we're like, okay, we're going to go to the mall. And I think my daughter asked what for, and Melissa was like, oh, I want to look at pants. And she, my daughter looks at her and goes, Yeah, because those are not working. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's kind of karma for Melissa though, because Melissa I used to babysit for Melissa. Again, I'm aging myself, but she, her mom came out one day and said, okay, we're going to go to the store, whatever they were doing. And Melissa looked at her mom and said, mom, you are not wearing that, are you? So it was karma that came back to get her. See, it all comes around. And that's what I have to deal with now with my daughter because she's so quick witted and like everything my sarcastic ass does is now coming back to bite me because the stuff, like I was going to the, to get my eyes checked. And I made the comment of, oh, I hope the doctor is single and cute. And she said, without even pausing or thinking, what does it matter? You can't see him anyways. 
She's brutal when she wants to be, as we truly. So yeah, that's me as a mom. This is what I have raised. Though you do have to admit, you lucked out. Because when it comes to behavior and things, she's a lot like her aunt. I was the don't break a rule, always do what you're supposed to do. And she's very and much a good kid. Like, yeah, you absolutely. were the you were the don't break the rules, and I was the don't get caught. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what Michelle? Tell everybody what your theory is. Um, if there's no proof, deny, deny, deny. <laughs> this is. I spent my twenties with this. This we we, we, <laughs> we actually with this. I was going to say with this this chick over here because um, this is what she can. She's the only person who can truly guilt me into doing things that I don't want to do. Because she would, we were 22 and 19 when we moved out. We went, moved out of our parents' house together, got our first apartment, yep. had a blast. Um, I was a bad influence so at the time. Yes. Uh, she, was, she bought my alcohol. I was only 19. She, she was my supplier. Uh, it was for me. She dipped into it, okay? <laughs> so, sure. That's the story we're sticking to. We had so much fun with that. It was a two-bedroom, oh one-bath so apartment. We had so much fun with it. My mom lost us both at the same time, though, and my dad told us later, she was very, because they helped us set up our apartment, helped us move. She said, I love you guys. Take care of each other. They pulled away, and he said, then she lost it. But, what is it, within two weeks, my room was the guest room, and her room had turned into the den. Yep. It was so she didn't cheap. mourn our loss for very long. It took from the car ride home. Exactly. That was the, the ending of the, the grief for her. She's like, I'm Keep sorry. in mind, we only moved about 15 minutes away. So yeah, we weren't far away. Yeah, we weren't far away. But we had so much fun. But yes, I would. You get off topic. You, Sorry, you start I start to ramble. Totally. Um, yeah, I would guilt you into stuff. I would. I would yes. do the whole like, "How old are you? Why don't you want to do this?" Because my butt needs eight hours of sleep, <laughs> so I'd be in bed all ready to go to sleep. And she's like, "Come on, let's go do this." I'm like, "No, I'm going to bed." Come on, how old are you? So then she makes me feel bad because I'm only 22, and I'm like, "Well, I'm not old, so okay, fine." I don't know how many times I went to sleep, which would work the next day with like very little sleep because of her. Yes. I am a bad influence, but I am a whole lot of fun. <laughs> That's, that is true. We've had some great adventures. We have. So we decided to do this podcast. We're like so off topic and running all over the place just because we know everybody is dealing with stuff. Definitely. Relationship. That is why it's called that. There is so much involved. The good, the bad. There's just so much. There's so many different situations you can be in. And we just want to talk about it all and let people know you're not alone. And we went with situationships because a lot of people aren't in relationships per se. Right. They're dating, like, and Michelle's come across all these situationships oh, and different yes. things. So we wanted it to cover, we're going to cover lots of topics between marriage and divorce and kids and kinks. And we're going to cover everything because, and we're bringing on people who can cover different age groups, different things that we've never been through mm-hmm. that they're going through because we want everybody to be represented. If you have a topic that we're not covering that you want us to talk about, let us know. By all means, we want to be able to discuss this because we want people to know they aren't the only one going through some of this stuff. Because you can feel really alone. When you're in the middle of something, especially turmoil or a bad situation, you feel so alone. And you convince yourself that like nobody else knows what you're you're going through. Nobody else can understand what you're going through. And we're just kind of here to let you know, like, no, there's, there's a lot more people out there who have dealt with this and you're going to, you're going to get through it. Even with, even with your dating, your online dating and that, because you're doing it. I don't know what you're going through right? because I'm not having to deal with that. Can we do episodes about, um, DMs, direct messages. Yes. We're going to do an episode with the dating app. Like I will go on the dating app. We'll have an episode where I set up the dating app and, and see what happens in in just during that episode. (laughs) Definitely. 
because we, we want people that we want, like we said, we want people to know they're not alone. That there's yeah. say, people going through the same stuff you are, and maybe not the exact same thing, but there's going to be things that resonate with you yes. that you're going to be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I understand that. I do that now. Like I'll be thinking, okay, this I'm I'm attracting this certain type. It, it's got to be just me that this is happening to. And then I'll see somebody post something on on social media, and they're like. I can't believe this just happened. I'm like, hey, I recognize that. <laughs> I was there. That happened to me. So, yeah, this is this is a, a podcast to help people to have some laughs. Have some. Uh, definitely have some laughs. I, I seriously, I can't wait for the the bad date one because. So Wendy started telling me the other day the story of her worst date of an experience she had. And I was laughing so hard at just the beginning part of this story. <laughs> and I made her stop and said, no, we need to do this on a podcast episode and get my reaction from, you know, not having heard it. So I've only heard the very beginning of this. And I'm looking so forward to hearing the rest of the story. I've been waiting now for a long time. I, this was a while ago you started telling the story. I cannot wait to hear how this this. Yeah, I've, I've had some doozies. You've had some doozies. Oh, I can't uh, wait. And, <laughs> and when we have, we'll have our, I think we'll bring, that's one of those that we're going to have to bring a, quite a few of our friends on too, so we can have everybody give their stories because that may even have to be a two-parter because I'm right, sure we have all the, experienced. The bad, the bad dating episode. Like we're going <laughs> to cover that one. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because it's, everybody's gone through it. You know, you think that this cannot be happening, but it's happening. <laughs> and, it's, and it's happening to all of us and across the board too. Like this isn't just going to be women complaining about men. This is not what this is set up for. No. Like we know guys, we know there are some crazy ass women out there oh. as well. I have heard some of the stories <laughs> of what these poor guys have gone through too. So it's, it's not like that. We're going to, we're giving all sides of it. Yeah, we want all aspects to be seen. We want guys, we're going to have guys on here, guy friends who are going to come on who will tell you. I mean, because I, I work with a lot of guys and I've seen some of the crazy, I mean, I'm looking at this guy going, run, just run. Because, <laughs> what are you thinking? Because, yeah, because we can, girls girls can see crazy in other girls right oh, away. Yeah. You see it in the eyes instantly. Yes. Ooh, and guys a lot of times are too busy looking at the chest or something <laughs> else to see the eyes to notice that, there's not, somebody's not, that, that hamster has slowed down on the wheel. Something's going on. <laughs> that hamster has a knife in its hand. Like, there's something wrong. Here's what I feel, just real quick. This is, I feel bad for guys because, you know, they're, they're protectors, a lot of them. You know, they go into the protector mode. So when other people recognize that the woman they're with is off or a little crazy, and they try to tell him this, even if he has the same thoughts in his head, they instantly go into, I must defend the woman oh, I'm with. I must true. protect the one. And they don't receive the information for what it is. They see it as an attack rather than, um, oh, they're just trying to help me and, and let me see the red flags. They go into, oh, I'm going to protect her, even though you've already seen the crazy. And they're just pointing it out. But now you're like siding with her. Cause it, yeah, I feel bad for guys. I, I well, and, and something that doesn't change, no matter you're a baby boomer, Gen X, millennials gen z's doesn't matter the same thing is you can't change anybody either oh, right oh my favorite saying oh. when someone shows you their true colors don't try to repaint them yes that's that is the best saying because mm -hmm. it's true if somebody's chucking red flags at you don't receive them and go you know what this is a red flag don't go oh it's not completely red it's kind so, of an orange if you're if you're collecting red flags stop sewing them together into a security blanket <laughs> exactly 
Start throwing them in the fire and burning them and run, run. Because it's not going to get any better. No. And the, people think that, oh, well, he's, he's got some rough edges. He's, I can change him. I can smooth out those. No. You're like, oh, this flag is just, it's pink. Yes, no. The flags are not going to get redder. They're just red. Yeah, that's something <laughs> of, if you see people do that all the time. Oh, well, yes, there's, he's such a good guy or she's such a good girl. There's just this. Okay, that this is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Just cut your losses early. But unfortunately, they don't let people find out for themselves, no matter how many times you try to warn people. You know what I can't stand? I can't stand this answer when you're like, okay, he he's, he or she has cheated on you this many times. Why do you stay? I love them. You got to love yourself first. <laughs> you love them, and so you're just going to let them walk all over you exactly. and disrespect you? And, you know, and don't get me wrong, I've been there. I was, like I said, 20 years of abuse and infidelity. Like, I've been there. I stayed. That was my choice. So I get it. And that's why we'll talk about that but as well. Like, you also have to put in there that the Michelle I knew in her 20s, had that occurred, any of that stuff, prior to my niece, it would have been long gone. Oh, yeah. I when you sorry. have a child involved, that brings in a whole other aspect into a relationship that, you know, changes things yes definitely we'll have to, we'll have to talk about that too because that, yeah that's and we'll talk about too being a mom versus a stepmom right because that's a whole different dynamic and choosing not to have kids and the way the world perceives you and acts towards you we got all kinds of things and yeah. even having one kid well why'd you only have one right what's that any of your the business question, that's we need a whole episode on the weird questions you get oh, like yes you know why are you single why, did why you are you one still kid? single why are you not getting married why yeah like why are you getting married so much older why don't you just wait why right, you know yeah it's like it's weird why did why aren't you having kids what's wrong is there something wrong right. like, that's none of your business right? I know. what's wrong is you asking these questions <laughs> i am not okay with this exactly boundaries boundaries it's amazing I need a how, safe word. yes exactly <laughs> we need a safe word for people's it just rude you just in start questions. yelling pineapple at somebody's face they ask you a weird question pineapple, exactly. pineapple. and then somebody else swoops in and t- saves you right that's our safe word <laughs> run they take you out to the black suv pour you exactly. in and you're off because i don't know why people think it's their right to be able to ask you a personal question like i know when they're not oh, in can your, you not have kids is that it, why you're not having kids like and it's complete strangers like yes. you just met them at a get together and they're asking you these random questions like well, and something I've always questioned, pregnant women, because I've never been through this. Why is it because you're pregnant, your body is not allowed to be touched by everybody else? Right. I don't get that. Like some people I've had now, I've had like, you like when you were pregnant, oh, do you want to feel the baby move? That's a nice question. And if I don't, because I don't know you or I don't, I can just say, oh, no, I'm okay. But I should never walk up to another woman and put my hands on her stomach and be like, oh, you're pregnant. Let me feel the baby. That is her personal space. What is right? Why is that okay? Okay, so this is kind of related to that too. Tattoos. So I have a lot of tattoos. People will touch my tattoos as if it's not on my body. Like it's 3D? Yes. I've had people pet the bird on my arm. Like (laughs) it's still my body. I I get it's beautiful art on my body, but you don't need to, don't touch it at a museum. I know you wouldn't walk up and pet the Mona Lisa. Don't touch the art. (laughs) Don't touch the baby. Don't don't touch people if they haven't given you permission. I'm just going to police tape around me. (laughs) Do not cross. Do not not come over here. Nothing to see here, people. Nothing. Nothing to see. Exactly. You know those old hoop skirts they used to wear? Right. I'm going to cover that in police tape and wear that so, so you can't come in with this area. Is that why they wore those hoop skirts? I think to so. To keep, keep people, 
people out away. of their bubble. Like, oh, I get it now. Let's bring that back. I mean, granted, they probably didn't bathe like they were supposed oh. to, so there's probably a good reason to stay back. But. <laughs> okay, so again, we are way off track. Sorry, we just but, take side trips here and there. So welcome to this journey, because this will happen a lot in most of our episodes. But you're going to learn a lot about us, and you're going to learn a lot about all the different things we've seen, we've experienced, um, bringing in a lot of people to talk about it. So I'm really excited, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time and, and hopefully help some people. And our social media and email will be attached, so you can always send us a thing and say, hey, can you talk about this topic? I haven't heard you guys talk about this, and it's something I'm going through. Give us little snippets of your life, something you want us to discuss and see if you, you truly are not alone, because I can almost guarantee you anything you're going to give us, we've probably heard we have friends who've been through it. We know somebody, or we will find somebody so you know you're not alone. And we are extremely open-minded and non-judgmental. So exactly. Bring it on. I don't think there's anything you can tell us that's going to shock us at this point. No, you should see our, our game of never have I ever. Oof. A lot of drunk people. <laughs> yeah, we found out most of us of have. Dr- a lot of drunk people. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Relationship and Situationships with Wendy and Michelle. And remember, always embrace the glorious mess that you are.